the queen, she held on to the faith. And we believe she is with her Lord and Savior this morning. And um, I want to honor her through my message today. She came out with some amazing words over the years. So it's appropriate that I use some of her words today. Um, Where am I? Our elders just shouted out offering, and we will be taking an offering. Don't worry, Rob. It's in my head. Just not yet. (laughs) We'll uh, take an offering towards the end of our service, just a way that we worship the Lord. But um, this morning I want to talk about um, how we can give our best to the Lord in our life. Um, I don't know, sometimes, sometimes I feel like I'm not giving God my very best because of other things that are going on around me. It can sometimes feel like I'm giving God my leftovers, you know, like I've got a bit of time left, so I'll just, I'll do a quick prayer. I'll have a quick skim through the Bible. Um, it can sometimes feel like that. I'm giving God my leftovers, and God can do a lot in your leftovers. I'm not saying that I can't do anything through that, but he deserves our very best. And following the Lord um, it's a, comes with a responsibility, comes with a mission. Um, and I just really believe wholeheartedly that as we give him our very best, we see God um, in a different way, in a more powerful way, maybe in a way that we've not even seen before. And, um, you know, the Bible says, as we draw near to him, he draws near to us. What could happen if we, we drew near to God with our very best, with, with our everything, through our, through our offering, through our giving, through our serving, through our, our worship, through the words that we use towards one another, what could God do as we just gave him our everything, our all? And there's a time in, in, the, in the Bible um, where there's a, a generation that is not giving their best for God. Um, the Bible is split in, into two sections. You've got the Old Testament and the New Testament. And the Old Testament closes with the prophet, the last prophet, Malachi. Um, and Malachi's name in Hebrew means my messenger. And his purpose, um, Malachi's purpose is to confront the people of Israel, including their leaders, um, including uh, the priests with how they are living, um, and to encourage them to restore their relationship with God um, Hopes were high in the time of, uh, of Malachi. Um, Israelites first returned from the exile. They thought once they would return, they would rebuild their lives. The great promises of the prophets that would, uh, would come true. The Messiah would come and set up God's kingdom and bring justice and peace. Um, but in that time, it didn't happen. They were, they were just caught up in it. Um, they, there was a new corrupted generation forming. They, they doubted that God actually loved them. They, they would bring lame offerings before him, bringing sick animals, which showed they didn't really care or value who God was. They would keep tithes and offerings for themselves. 
priests were being lazy, arrogant, insensitive, which would allow others to keep on living a life of disobedience uh, from God. There was a real broken relationship between the Israelites uh, and God, and um, they, just wasn't, they just weren't giving their best. They were, they were just living a life where God didn't exist. And um, in a season of what may seem utter chaos, in a season where there is no faith, in a season where their hearts would have been hardened because of pride, the prophet Malachi reveals how, good, how God does not and will not give up on his people. In other words, God is faithful um, and, God, and there is still hope. Malachi 1 verse 2 says these very words, I have loved you, says the Lord. So God says, I have loved you. I still love you even through your failures, even through your disobedience, even when you have turned away from me, even when you have not trusted me, even when you've got it all wrong, even when you are falling into the same temptation time and time again. I have loved you, says the Lord. Another message throughout Malachi, which is he reveals to the, to the people, he says, you've got it wrong. You're getting it wrong. Malachi 2, verse 11. Judah has broken faith. A detestable thing has been committed in Israel and in Jerusalem. Judah has desecrated the sanctuary the Lord loves by marrying the daughter of a foreign god. People just rejecting God. Living in a way that he, did, he was not there. They thought they could do anything they want without getting punished. Pride had hardened people's hearts. And Malachi reveals God's love through it. He reveals that they've got it wrong. And he reveals of the Lord's coming. Malachi 3 verse 1. I am coming, says the Lord. See, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come. And I want to say to us this morning, as our nation mourns this week, as our nation moves forward with uncertainty, as we move together into a new season, a new era, we need to know wholeheartedly that still today, God does not and will not give up on his people. God didn't give up on his people back then. He doesn't give up on his people today. He does not give up on us. See, if we're not careful, we can follow the Lord a little bit carelessly. You know, and fall into that kind of mindset of, uh, I doubt it, God loves me, and it's okay, I can live this way. I can get away with that. No one can see. The Lord's not really with me. You know, we can, we can fall into that through the seasons that we go through. I encourage you, don't fall into that area of your life. As I said this morning, hold on to the faith and give him your very best. Why? Well, one thing, he deserves our best. And, but I also believe that as we give him our best, then great blessing follows. I believe that as we keep on giving our all for him, he keeps pouring out his all over us. And as we keep giving our, him our best, he leads us through places we didn't even dream of. He would comfort us and strengthen us like never before. Give your best to him in your relationship with him because he does want to help you. He wants to help you. And Queen Elizabeth, she set that wonderful example of giving her best to her people 
and her Lord. Throughout her reign, throughout her duty, she did not give up on what she was called to do. She took her role very seriously. Have a look at this video. Evening, sir. Evening. Mr. Bond, Your Majesty. If you've seen that video, it was shown at the Olympics one year, and you see a grand entrance of her jumping out of an airplane and uh, landing in the ceremony. But she, she took her job very seriously, but um, also having fun along the way. And um, that's what giving your best means. It means taking it seriously, but also making sure you have fun on the journey. We can't do it on our own, and we don't all have a James Bond with us. Um, escorting us around, and the, queen, and the queen knew there was someone who was right with her throughout her reign. See, on the occasion of her silver jubilee, she recalled a pledge she had made on a visit to South Africa 30 years before. She said, when I was 21, I pledged my life to the service of our people, and I asked for God's help to make good that vow. She made good that vow. How? Because of staying close to the Lord. And through her service, through the difficult season, she continued to prepare the way for hope, for joy, for peace and love. She prepared the way for the Lord through her words and her actions. She demonstrated being the voice for Jesus in times when Jesus really needed to be heard. And after the prophet Malachi, it's about 400 years later, um, and we hear of the messenger that was spoken that will become before the Lord Jesus. His name is John the Baptist, a man sent by God uh, to be a witness, to testify of the one who was to come. It says this, John 1, from verse 19 to 23. Now, this was John's testimony when the Jews of, Is of Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. He did not fail to confess, but confess freely, I am not the Christ. They asked him then, who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you, the are you the prophet? He said, no. Finally, they said, who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? John replied, in the words of Isaiah, the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the desert. Make straight the way for the Lord. I am the voice of of one calling in the desert, make straight the way for the Lord. If we are to be followers of Jesus, 
we are to give our very best of being the voice for Jesus. I am the voice. And God has placed us all in this world for such a time as this to prepare the way for his goodness, to prepare the way for hope, to prepare the way for peace, to prepare the way for joy. And the mission continues. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We cannot hide the love of God. We cannot hide the joy, the peace, the kindness, the gentleness of God. He does not deserve to be kept quiet. He needs to be revealed. He needs to be heard. And if we are to be his followers, that means it's our job to give our very best to make a way for people to come to him. Queen Elizabeth did not hide her relationship with God. Christmas Day 2016, billions of people now follow Christ's teachings and finding him the guiding light for their lives. I am one of them because Christ's example helps me see the value of doing small things with great love. I love that. Give our best to the Lord. It means doing the small things with great love. Mother Teresa said, not all of us can do great things, but we can do small things with great love. Giving our best for God means being the voice of great love. Being the voice of great love. Now, it's hard to be the voice of great love when people do your head in, isn't it? It's hard to be the voice of great love when people let you down, when people disappoint you, when people hurt you, when there are big challenges ahead. And I'd like to think many people did the Queen's head in. I'd like to, I'd like to think that I'm sure people got on her nerves a little bit at times. But she faced challenges. She, she would have faced hurt. And throughout her reign, through all the difficult situations, she never gave up responding to her circumstances with great love. With great love. And we often see that this was through acts of reconciliation. See, in 1965, the Queen visited West Germany, which marked the 20-year anniversary of the end of the World War War II, helping to symbolize that reconciliation between the two countries. That was the first visit from from a royal since 1913. See, being the voice of reconciliation requires us to do a small thing with great love, which can result in lifting a great weight off ourselves. I went to um, Limitless Festival this year with our young people, and um, it was the football tournament. I wasn't allowed to play. I was too old. I was good. So I stepped up as coach. Oh, dear. Um, and our, it was the 14, yeah, 14 and under tournament going on. So I got our lads around and you know, gave them an inspiration, team talk. They got on the pitch. And um, I'm standing there watching, and there's a guy next to me who's watching, um, supporting. I think that he was from the other team. And uh, there was some talk going on on the pitch, and um, I just left them to it. And then this guy to the right of me jumps in, saying, saying to, giving some words to our young people. Not very nice words, like, shut up. And I was like, oh, hold on right there. You don't tell my young people to shut up. That's my job. <laughs> I don't really. Do I, girls? I don't tell you to shut up. No. Um, witnesses. <laughs> um, and so, like, I just had a bit of tension here between me and this other guy next to me. And I was like, mate, don't, don't be saying that to our young people. And then a bit of tension was happening, and he was, he was giving some chat back, and he walked off. And that really bugged me. 
it really got to me. And like half hour later, this guy's doing my head in. Like, I just didn't like that conversation. And I was like, Dan, if you're going to, to let this go, you're going to have to just go up to him. To let it go, just go up and speak to him. So I just went up to him half an hour later. And I says, look, mate, I get it. It's football. You know, there's always a bit of tension. Are we cool? We're cool. It was that moment of just going up to him where just this weight lifted. You know, it just came off. You know, you go from a, a moment, a half hour, an hour of just feeling frustrated, angry. But you just go up to him. You speak and say, it's okay. Even when you've done nothing wrong. You know, sometimes we feel like, I, why should I? Why should I go up to that person? I've done nothing wrong. Who cares? Who cares? Go up to him because it lifts a weight off of you. And, and that's what happens when we become the voice of reconciliation. It's doing the small things with great love. And it will require us to say sorry, even when we've done nothing wrong at times. Giving our best for the Lord will require us to become less. See, John the Baptist says later on, John 3.30, he must become greater. He must become greater. And I must become less. We've got to do our very best to keep on pointing people to Jesus through the way we live. And that will require not letting it all be about us. It's not all about us. See, priests were drawn to John the Baptist. And because of his preaching, they wanted to know if John had the quali qualification of becoming a prophet. He was gathering crowds of people. He was baptizing people. Leaders want to know why he was so popular. But John emphasized why he had to come to prepare the way for the Lord. The Pharisees missed the point. They were wanting to know who John was. Are you Elijah? Are you the prophet? Who are you? They were wanting to know who John was, where John just wanted them to know who Jesus was. He understood that it was not about him. He had a wonderful gift of gathering people, a wonderful gift of preaching, but he stayed humble. John's job was pointing people to Jesus. Throughout the Queen's service, time and time again, she pointed people to Jesus. Let us give our very best by pointing people to Jesus, by doing the small things with great love. See, Queen Elizabeth said in a Christmas message again, when people face a challenge, they sometimes talk about taking a deep breath to find courage or strength. In fact, the word inspire literally means to breathe in. But even with the inspiration of others, it's understandable that we sometimes think the world's problems are so big that we can do little to help. On our own, we cannot end wars or wipe out injustice, but the cumulative impact of thousands of small acts of goodness can be bigger than we imagine. Do not underestimate what small acts of goodness can do. Do not underestimate doing small, what doing small things with great love can do. It could be just making someone a drink. It could be just a, a hello, a smile. How are you? This is what we're doing next week on Hope on the Streets, just to smile at people, just to say hello to people. We're not going to go out there and just full on say, you're a sinner, because that's not really helpful, is it? That, you're not going to get people drawn in like that. It's through relationship. It's saying, hi, how are you? And giving them a tea and a coffee. Um, we did Easter eggs out here in the Hope Center uh, car park. Was it 
last year. And we were just giving out free Easter eggs. And people thought, what's the catch? There's no catch. We just want to give you an egg. Enjoy. And they were like, it's just a bit random. But we're just showing small, doing small acts of goodness, of showing, doing small things with great love, which can draw people in. We are preparing the way for the Lord. That's our intention. Preparing the way for the Lord. I am the voice of great love. We, the church, are the voice of great love. Let's never give up on giving him our best. Secondly, I want to encourage us this morning to never let go of the message and the teachings of Jesus Christ. Do the small things with great love and never let go of the message and teachings of Jesus Christ. John the Baptist never let go of the truth of who was to come. He held on to the message of repentance. He held on to the message of faith, of love, and hope. People were drawn in. They listened. They got baptized. They followed the message of Jesus. Queen Elizabeth followed the message of Jesus. August 2022, she says, throughout my life, the message and teachings of Christ have been my guide, and in them I find hope. Throughout my life, the message and teachings of Christ have been my guide, and in them I find hope. She held on to the greatest teaching, which is why she was able to give her very best. And in this season of change, in this season not sure what the future holds for our nation, our world, in the season of what looks like in your own personal situation, I encourage you to hold on to the message and the teachings of Jesus because it's in them that you will find hope. It's in his teaching. It's in his message where you will find hope. See, I wonder what you hold on to to help you get through life. What is it that gives you hope when it just doesn't look good? What is it that gives you strength you feel weak? What is it that gives you peace when you feel restless? The world is filled with lots of things that we think the answer is. It's relationships, it's money, it's fame. But we know as followers of Jesus that the answer is found in him. He is our greatest hope. He is our greatest strength. He is our greatest love. And the world needs to hear about him. Your friends, family, neighbors, work colleagues need to hear about him. They need to hear the name Jesus. It is him that lives in us. So do not let go of the teaching of Christ because they are filled with hope. They are filled with love. They are filled with joy, with peace, with patience, with kindness, with goodness, with gentleness. They are filled with truth. And we are able to give our best for him when we are able to... In- by influencing our world for him, by going to prepare the way for others to meet him. In Matthew 5, 13, Jesus says these words, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. 
The disciples we see through the Gospels had a hard time grasping uh, the teachings of Jesus. But he really knew how to speak to them. He purposely used metaphors of what they would use in their everyday life to help them understand what he was saying. Salt and light. Salt had two main purposes in the first century. It was used to preserve food, especially fish and, and meat, as it would quickly spoil in the desert environment. And it was used as it is now to make food taste good. Like You need to have salt on your chips, don't you? Definitely. Um, and salt was also a valuable substance as soldiers would get paid with it. And if they were not performing their duties, well, it would be said that he wasn't worth his salt. And Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth to help us understand who we are. We are valuable and called to influence and enhance the world, the society that we are in right now today. I am the voice of great love. I am the voice of great hope. See, being the voice for Christ is simply being like Christ. We have to bring a flavor of him in everything that we do, not only through the words that we use, but our actions and our behavior towards one another. So when Jesus says you are the salt of the earth, he's saying that you have love because I am love. He's saying you have joy because I am joy. You have patience because I am patient. You have kindness because I am kind. You have goodness because I am good. You have peace because I am peace. And these are fruits of the, and these fruits of the Spirit help us give our very best for God. The more we understand who he is in our lives leads us to being obedient to him, which will result in showing others to him. We can be the voice for Christ by simply being all that he has called us to be. Queen Elizabeth was a powerful voice to our nation and our world. She lived out her duty. She served well, and she prepared the way for the Lord to meet with people. We have a responsibility to transform and impact the places we find ourselves in. And we can be surprised at what the Spirit of God does as we hold on to who he is, his message, and his teachings. Jesus goes on to say in Matthew 5, You are the light of the world. Let your light shine. Let your light shine. The message of Christ is the same message that has been spoken for generations and generations. From that time of the prophet Malachi, when people were living a life of disobedience, the message of Christ remains. I have loved you, says the Lord. You've got it wrong, says the Lord. But it's okay. I have come, and I am coming again says the Lord. We are called to prepare the way for the greatest message of all. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. I am the voice of great love. I am the voice of great hope. I am the voice of peace. I am the voice of joy. In the time of change, in the time of a new era, we, the church, are the voice for him. And it's our job, it's our responsibility to prepare the way for him. That's why we do Hope on the Streets. That's why we do Alpha Courses. Who are you connected with? Who are you speaking to? Invite. What's the worst that can happen? They just say no. Invite the people that you are surrounded by. People need to hear about 
the Savior, Jesus Christ. Final words from the Queen. Although we are capable of great acts of kindness, history teaches us that we sometimes need saving from ourselves, from our recklessness or our greed. God sent into the world a unique person, neither a philosopher nor a general, but a saviour with a power to forgive. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, into our world. Thank you for shining your light down on us. And may we hold on to the message. May we hold on to the good news of you. And we say, Lord, help us prepare the way for others to come to know you. Help us be the voice for you. Help us be the voice of great love. Help us be the voice of great hope. Heavenly Father, come and speak to us this week, wherever we find ourselves. I pray for courage, for confidence to rise. May we do the small things with great love. May we hold on to your promises. Knowing that you are good in all circumstances. That your goodness remains. And your faithfulness remains. We want to give our best for you. And I lift up those this morning who are maybe struggling to give their best, feeling like they can't give their best. I say, Lord, come and let your light shine in them this morning. And may they be filled with new hope, with new faith, with new strength. May your light shine in hearts this morning. Maybe that's just a little response there for some people. You're struggling to give your best for the Lord. You might be struggling. I I can't be the voice. Who am I? Who am I to be the voice for Jesus Christ? Who am I to be the voice of great hope? My life seems a pretty hopeless who am I to be able to to give hope to others I want to pray for you and if that's you this morning maybe you just just right where you are you want to just lift your hand and say I, I'm struggling to give my very best if that's you hands uh, just raise your hand this morning if, you, if you're struggling to give your best this morning you you feel like you can't give your best right now thank you 
So I say, Spirit of God, fall on those people this morning. Those that have lifted their hands to you, you see, Lord. And I say, may hope rise in your hearts. May the light of Jesus Christ shine brightly in you this week. I pray that you can get up tomorrow with confidence, with courage, knowing that he is with you. You don't need to be afraid. You can go for it for him. You've got nothing to lose. I have loved you, says the Lord. I still love you, says the Lord. You've got it wrong. But it's okay. I have come. I've died for you. I've risen. And I'm living in you. And I'm coming again, says the Lord.